0: Welcome into the Friday, February 14th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling Miller Lite phone lines 877-420-TALK. TONK. thats is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite. Hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. What do we got coming up tonight? Well, of course. Oh, first of all, uh, because, well, I have to. It's sort of like this obligation. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And Now that I've got that obligation out of the way, let us get to the business at hand here. It was not a good Valentine's Day Eve for the Thundering Herd yesterday as Marshall losing to UTSA 72-63. to So we're going to break that down here in a moment. Also, we have got possible seeding scenarios. We're going to know everything by Saturday evening, where the herd is going to start. Is are going to be a six seed, seven seed, eight seed? There actually are some scenarios. They could be a six seed. So I've got those down. We'll talk about those a little bit with the standings here in a few minutes. And, of course, coming up a little bit later on the program, uh, we've got Huntington Mayor Steve Williams. He'll be joining us uh, earlier today. The State of the City Address took place. Uh, there's some things we're going to talk to him specifically, a little bit more geared towards Marshall and sports related uh, about the baseball stadium construction. We're going to talk a little bit about that. The ACF industry, uh, industrial properties, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that here. Um, there's also uh, some opportunities there to, um, to find out a little bit more about the Huntington Opportunity Zone. That stuff's adjacent to Marshall. Uh, really, uh, not my forte. The politics, the city government, not my forte, so uh, I'll try to... I'll try to let Steve uh, lead me a little bit on this one because um, I just want to talk baseball stadium. That's it. I want to talk baseball stadium and uh, how all of this is going to make Marshall better. That stuff interests me. So we're going to talk to him about that. And, of course, we'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Look, I was getting to you. Spencer Dupuis giving me the, why aren't you saying my name, look, our... Intern for the summer, getting sort of uh, his uh, prerequisite out of the way. Now doing the show today with us on this Friday. Yes, Spencer. I, I, look, I don't even want to talk to you. You clipped the beginning of the show on the recording. Why am I talking to you?
1: Hey, that's that's on you. You that's asked. That's not me how on long me. Something was. So I had to look down. I could have pressed it. I was ready to press if it. If
0: you recorded the show two minutes early and then edited, you know, you wouldn't have had that problem. Gosh,
1: I just thought I was precise. See, so, so that was your mistake. Right now, person. I
0: control your grade, and you're already blaming me for something. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hey, Marshall women won yesterday. Uh, all seriousness, uh, um, and it's very hard with Spencer to be all serious, but all seriousness aside here, uh, the Marshall women won last night. Uh, Tony Kemper went 14 minutes in his postgame. We're not going to run 14 minutes of Tony Kemper. I love Tony Kemper, but I'd rather just have Tony in studio with me or on the phone with me. Um, what did he say in his post game? He was happy. Well, is got he the number win.
1: one yet? Is he number one?
0: Coaching-wise? Yeah, on your rank. Um, he's right there. Him and Ari. He's, he's right there. He won, so he's right there. Uh, turn your microphone on. He's won. She's won. He's won A. Is, Is that correct? Um, We've got a couple more uh, days to go here. So you want to know what he said? I, yes, I want to know what he said. Spencer you are killing the show here. Well, the vibe it, is done right now. It was now. a
1: solid win. It wasn't perfect. They were it was good enough to win. Obviously the herd needed it. They're looking to move in the right direction. And they were perfect from the line. 15 of fi- or yeah, 15 of 15. So, perfection from the line that really was what was the major key for the win, 66-53 win. And UTSA was 7 of 13 from the line. So,
0: I like how you're giving me those like visual cues, like that translates to radio. You're just looking, shrugging your shoulders here. All right, we're going to work. This is an internship for young Spencer. Uh, he is uh, a broadcast student at Marshall University, and so he needs this internship to graduate. And so I'm going to make sure he knows that every single time he's in the studio with me, that he needs this insur- this internship to graduate. And um, we'll go from there. Right now, you're in free time, though. This isn't, is this an isn't impact. Uh, I mean, even though you messed up the recording and a couple other things, this doesn't impact the grade right now. It's practice. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just I mean, here
1: out of my own free will. I
0: appreciate that. So that's why I'm not uh, you know, going to hold it against you come grade time. So the Thundering Herd, the men, we're going to really break into that and uh, give you kind of an idea of uh, where Marshall messed up. You know, one thing to keep in mind is Marshall couldn't hit anything for a long time. I think at one point they were 1-21 in that second half. They were having difficulties shooting. I saw this floated on the internet yesterday, that free throw shooting got the herd again. Are you kidding me? Free throw shooting. Yeah, I know. Let's run it down individually. Here's what Marshall did from the free throw line. Uh, Andrew Taylor, 0 of 3. Tavion Kinsey, 2 of 4. Jansen Williams, 1 of 3. Jared West. I'm sorry, I'm looking at three-point shots, so let me uh, let me back this up a little bit. Uh, yeah, that makes a little bit more uh, sense here. All right. Um, Kinsey was 5 of 7. Bennett, 0 of 1. Jansen, 2 of 2. Jared, 4 and 9. And that's it. That's your free throw shooting. 11 of 19. Uh, I knew I was looking the wrong column when I got to Jared, and he was 1 of 8. No, that's from, his, that's from the 3-point line. They were 6 of 28 from the 3-point line. That's not good. 6 of 28. Jared, 5 of 18, 1 of 8 from the 3-point line. He had 15 points. Jansen Williams, uh, a little bit better showing for him, 2 of 6, 7 points. He had both his free throws, as we mentioned. Uh, he had um, Jansen had 3 steals. Jared had two. Jansen had three. Jansen had two blocks. the The herd had eleven blocks.
1: Moving up the list for blocks.
0: Yeah, are you keeping track of that still?
1: It's kind of.
0: I don't know the number right now. Okay, so don't don't, don't mention it until you have numbers for me. Come on, man. You got to be prepared. You got to be. If you bring something up, you got to have that knowledge in front of you here. All right, 11 blocks. That's good for the Thundering Herd. Uh, UTSA had two. I mean, really, let's let's keep this in perspective here. UTSA scored 72 points, but in the first half they shot 13 of 39. Second half 11 of 41. 11 of 41. If Marshall can hit a few more shots, Marshall's got this game. Because UTSA didn't do anything out there that was spectacular. Javon Jackson had 25 points. He was going to get his held him under his average. Uh, Keaton Wallace, 13 You held him Other than that, you you didn't have really anybody else You had some uh, role players Nobody else got into double digits And uh, now you have the number Yeah, I got it So he's a 139
1: career Jumps past Derek Wright, who he tied last weekend And then he also jumps past Tom Curry So he is in 5th place all time One away from Charles Jones at 4th place and nine away from Omar Rowland in third place.
0: All right. We're going to break this one down further, and, of course, we will get your phone calls in a little bit later on. We're going to become a little bit more serious as the show progresses. The mayor of Huntington, Steve Williams, is going to be joining us on the program. Uh, Maybe uh, later on I'll get your tweet at Paul Swan. I want to know, do you want Spencer Dupuy on this radio show? Not board hopping not engineering, just actually participating on this radio show. We're going to find out. Do the people want you? Do they care enough, Spencer? Are you messing their Friday up? We're going to find out. And uh, we'll take your phone calls as well, as we mentioned, at eight seven seven four two zero talk 877 Don't worry, Spencer. They sometimes don't want me on the show as well, so it's okay. It's all right, but I'm, I'm the host of the show. I'm not going anywhere. You, on the other hand, I mean... We'll find out. More on the way. Uh, As I said, we're going to become – it's Friday. We can have fun. We're having fun on a Friday, but uh, we're going to ramp it up here a little bit. We're going to talk some of the scenarios for Marshall when it comes to the seeding and the pod Group 2. We're going to talk about that, look at the Conference USA standings when we continue here on ESPN 94.1. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM
1: and AM 930.
0: Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive. Paul Swan, your host. Let's let's, um, let's get the show back on track. Marshall losing last night, so that set up some scenarios. Group one is now not happening. Marshall had an opportunity last night. They could have found themselves in a scenario where they could have been in group one. But here's the standings right now. Conference USA. North Texas is 11-2. They're group one. Western Kentucky is 10-3. They're group one. Louisiana Tech's nine and four. They're going to be Group One. So here's where it kind of, um, here's where everything else. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a little interchange. FIU, Charlotte, they're eight and five. Old Dominion seven and six. UAB is six and seven. Florida Atlantic is six and seven. UTSA six and seven. Marshall six and seven. So they're tenth right now if you just go by this standing. And UTEP is four and nine. Rice four and nine. Southern Miss four and nine. Middle Tennessee two and eleven. So those are the four teams at the bottom, UTEP, Rice, Southern Miss, Middle Tennessee. They're all going to be locked in pod three or group three, however. Conference USA wants to really reference this. And so group two is going to be Marshall, UTSA, uh, Florida Atlantic, UAB, Old Dominion. That's what it looks like right now. Now, here are some scenarios, and this isn't 100% official, but it's pretty close. I've been, uh, I've been talking to uh, a couple of people at Marshall, just kind of get a feel for, okay, where is this going to go? And if ODU wins, they're sixth. That's that's pretty much a lock, as far as I understand it. ODU wins, they're gonna be eight and six, and they they're in, they're six. So if Marshall wins and everybody else loses, Marshall wins, and all these other teams lose, Marshall is the sixth seed. Now there's another scenario in which if Marshall loses, Marshall's the 10th seed. Doesn't matter what anyone else does. Marshall loses, they're the 10th seed. And if Marshall has a shot at the seventh seed. Now I had to I had to double check this one. Okay, here's the scenario. Seventh spot. Marshall wins. ODU loss. UTSA, UAB, or FAU wins, and the other two loses. So What that means is if FAU wins, and UTSA and UAB lose, and Marshall wins, uh, seventh spot. There's so many tiebreakers, it's making my head hurt just a little bit. I don't like bonus play. I do not like bonus play. It's not beneficial to Conference USA. I understand where they were coming from. They want to make sure that they secure the best possible resume for their top teams. The problem is that there's not really a good resume here, and this isn't going to secure any of these teams an at-large selection. If North Texas wins the conference, they're going to the tournament. No one else from this group is going to the NCAA tournament. Now, if, say, Western Kentucky If they win the tournament and North Texas wins conference regular season, North Texas is going to the NIT, and nobody else here is going to the NCAA tournament. Yes, I'm looking at you, Spencer. You've been waving the talk in the mic. What I think is weird is you have this system
1: going, and then you look at the latest bracketology for the women's tournament, and there's three Conference USA women's teams currently in the bracketology, the ESPN bracketology
0: for... The NCAA tournament. Because women's basketball is regarded higher nationally in Conference USA as compared to men's basketball. They aren't doing pod play. They're having the regular season. They're going to wrap that up, and then they're going to go to the tournament. But, again, the women and the men, they do things differently. I mean, they're going to, they're going to quarters in women's basketball. So they're doing things different on the women's side, but, again, it doesn't really... I don't think you can compare. It's not, It's not. not. There's not an analog there because it doesn't matter how good the women are. The men's side is still where the tournament is looking for at-large bids for the men's side. And it's just not going to see it happen because North Texas are 11-2 conference, but they're 17-9 overall. They really don't have a, a major signature uh, win. There's not really resume builder there. Same thing with Western Kentucky. Thing, same thing with Louisiana Tech. I mean, they're good in conference, but... Rest of the way, not so much. And Conference USA is a one bid league. One bid league. That's it. That's all you get in Conference USA. One bid league. Okay, uh, from Twitter. I like this. Actually, I got a Twitter response here. Um, I like this. Um, okay. Uh, this is um, this. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify this. This is. Um, from the sports information office at Marshall, uh, outside, uh, you know, out, outside, almost in—I uh, I don't know where what what title to give her—but uh, here's an idea for the show: uh, Triple S, Swan, Sid, and Blank. Um, we will definitely have to find a third S. Could Spencer do it, or do we not like him that much? Um, I'm looking. Um, you know, um, I think I found my third S. Not you, Spencer, sorry. Look, um Wow. Yeah, um, there's a there's right now I have to wait to see what the eligibility up. yeah after she's done with golf, but um Wow There's uh there's a young lady on the golf team, she has S in her name, Stormy. She
1: goes back to Texas though, she can't be on your show.
0: We can do Skype.
1: Or she could Comrex going to pay a call. I mean we can do Comrex. Skype,
0: come on. We'll figure it out here. So uh by the way, we're having uh, fun on this Friday here, uh, just because of the fact that it is Friday. And to be honest with you, uh, I need some uplifting after that game last night. I actually need some uplifting because of the mere fact that Marshall had an opportunity here and I don't know how to get this team ready to go. I don't have the answer. I don't know what it's going to take because... You look at Marshall last year. They got a little hot towards the end. They had a situation where maybe the schedule wasn't kind to them, and Dan D'Antoni gave them a break. And then they came back, they were rejuvenated, and they won. And they were going in with some momentum. Even though they didn't get into the, the top group, they had some momentum. They're not having momentum right now. There's no momentum going into this. You're looking at the standings. and I mean, there is a scenario here for Marshall. They could be sixth. They could be seventh. They could be tenth. I mean, there's no middle ground here. It's either sixth or tenth. I don't think that seventh one's a possibility. I mean, too many things. Too many things have got to happen to make that a possibility. So if Marshall loses, they're tenth automatically. If Marshall wins and everyone else loses, they're sixth. If ODU wins, they're sixth, and Marshall's in scrapping for everything else. So that's where we stand right now. But this group system, I don't think it's beneficial because say say Marshall did get hot. If Marshall got hot, Marshall could make a run for a higher seed. And now you can say that now they're going to make a run for a higher seed. If they finish 10th and then they go and play these four games and they get hot, they're going to improve their seed. But there's no really chance for them to, say, grab a fifth seed. And if North Texas stumbles here. They're the number 1 team in the conference, and then they stumble a little bit. They're going to drop down a little bit. And, of course, that's going to happen anyway. The difference here is with this group play, they're trying to protect North Texas. Trying to protect North Texas because if North Texas stumbles, then it's not that big of a stumble because it's to theoretically higher-ranked opponents in the group. And Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, FIU, and Charlotte are definitely going to be higher ranked than, say, uh, a last week loss to Rice. You lose to Rice, that's a resume killer right there at this point. And I get that. You're trying to protect North Texas and the top teams like that from the Rices of Conference USA right now. And the Southern Misses of Conference USA. And the Middle Tennessees of Conference USA. That's what you're trying to do right now. You're trying to protect these top teams from these lower teams that could potentially upset. But at the same time, it's a flawed formula just because of the fact that you can't really crunch the numbers, massage the numbers, and game your way into an at-large bid. you got to go play tough opponents. you got to win some quality games. That's how you get into the top pod. Or that's how you get an at-large bid. And Conference USA right now, top to bottom, doesn't have the resume of a top 20. I mean – has anyone been featured in the top 25 in Conference USA? No. Nobody's looking at Conference USA right now. It's not getting much. And you're going to have conferences like the Big Ten probably grab 8, 9, 10 slots. Who knows? ACC is going to grab several slots. And the NIT is not a guarantee in, anyway now because if you win your conference in the regular season and you lose your tournament, you're going to take a spot. But if Western Kentucky finishes second in conference and they go to the tournament and maybe lose in a championship game, maybe there's a chance. But again, there are going to be slots that are filled up in that NIT. It's not that easy because you're going to take some of the higher profile teams that maybe didn't get in from the ACC, from the Big Ten, from the SEC, from the Big 12. You're going to take some of those teams. And so it's kind of uh, – it's a, I don't I – I mean, I applaud him for trying, but let's get this thing over with so we can go back to more of a regular way of playing basketball. All right. The CIT. This is why I had a rule one time I don't let producers speak. They're not going to the CIT, it's not a possibility because they're going to have to pay their way in. saw
1: the success of Marshall last year. Some team might want to go in if they get a bid.
0: Well, CIT is not an option for Marshall. CBI, CIT. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't think Marshall's going to spend the money again. Because you don't have a John Elmore chasing a record. You don't have – I mean, are you going to get into the CIT to get the steel record for, for Jared West? If
1: he doesn't need it. He's got next year.
0: Exactly. Are you, are you going to get into that? Because John needed an extra game to get the record and Marshall – as an institution, as an athletic department, felt like, hey, you know what? Get this guy a game. Let's let's get this guy a game. See what happens. And then Marshall goes and wins the whole thing, and it was a fun run. But I don't think that's going to happen again because Marshall wants to get into minimum the NIT. Minimum, actually, I don't think that's the minimum. I'm thinking NCAA's Dan's mind. And if they go to the NIT, well, that's okay too because he has fond memories of the NIT. So. That's where that's at. All right, we're going to turn our attention to um, politics a little bit, but we're going to tie it into sports when we continue. Uh, we've got to be on our best behavior, Spencer. Okay, so um, you best behavior. The mayor's coming in. We'll do that when we continue here on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Welcome back to the February fourteenth edition here, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM One, Your host, uh, Spencer Dupuis, our producer. <laughs> I don't know how much longer. Does he have a voice? He, uh, is, hey, good job. I you have get, a voice now. Here <laughs> we go. Now, you're, you're good right. job. <laughs> you, you you turn the microphone on for yourself and the mayor. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I blame
1: um,
2: the sticky program button. <laughs> blaming the hardware. Uh, well, he's he's becoming he, he's becoming very astute. Always blame it on somebody else. Exactly.
0: <laughs> For, good job. Good job. Uh, there, yeah. Do you think he has more in politics? Uh, actually, I was going to say he
2: needs to come work at city hall.
0: <laughs> Huntington <laughs> Mayor Steve Williams is with us, and this morning the state of the city address. And of course, we always try to bring Steve in to talk a little bit about it. Uh, For the past few years, I've been just hammering him nonstop about baseball, and now I don't have that to hold over his head. He actually thinks this is more of a pleasant visit now since I don't have Oh, I figure you're saying, all right, when's the first game? (laughs) Well, no, you can't control that. (laughs) Oh! You can't control that. Let's let's write write this down. I saw ground. I drove by it. There's ground being broken. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's progress. Yeah. Actually,
2: what has been a joy in this— working with Mike Hamrick on this. Um, it does help that we were teammates 40 plus years ago and went against each other every day in, in practice, but working with him on this has, has has been wonderful. Now, you do remember what he said when I first became mayor about this? Do you remember what he said to you on the, on the air? Because I brought up about... That we have to build a baseball stadium. And he said, well, he's a mayor. He has to say that. Yeah, I remember oh, that. Yeah. I have held on to that. I have held on to that, wanting to get back to this show and say, ah, okay, I might have been mayor, and I am still mayor, and we're getting a baseball stadium built.
0: Okay, There's so such a thing is called vision. Campaign promise met. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't even say that. Vision. I'm saying it. I'm saying because you were out here saying, "Look, before I'm done, there's going to be a baseball park." You know what's funny is the first
2: term that, that I was in, in the office and I was running for reelection four years ago, and someone said he said called the office and said he said that before he left office that he'd be building a baseball stadium. Where is it? And my assistant who was on the on the phone said, "Well." He hasn't left office yet (laughs) good point point. it it when it did take longer than what we expected right but but miracle of miracles two and a half years ago almost three years ago really in may yeah early may i got a phone call from a broker saying that flint pigments was up for sale that wasn't even in the equation we were talking about the acf property Flint Pigments was up for for sale and we were immediately going at, after that as soon as they said that that came up and then it wasn't 2 weeks later that I had a meeting in New York meeting with the uh, owners of ACF and at that time we agreed now we had Flint Pigments that that um, they would entertain Working with us on selling SACF, it took us two and a half years to get that done. It took nearly two years to get uh, the Flint Pigman's property sold and then transferred over to to Marshall. All this tells you is that anybody who's been paying attention to us, we've been we've been dealing with other people's property all this time, and then when people were cu- and you were asking. I didn't have any property that I remember. I kept saying, "If we own the property, we can do something." Yeah, we own it, the property. We just didn't expect which property that we were going to be able to own. And still, there's a, there are so many there are so many hoops for us to to jump through. So many bases to run over uh, before this this is done. But uh, it, it's a good start. And now that we have ACF, what's amazing with that is that this. Starts to complete that which we were talking about when I first came in, becoming a in mini Indianapolis. We have the softball complex. We'll have a baseball complex and complex. We have the soccer complex. Uh, you have the indoor uh, practice facility and all that happens uh, there. Really, in the back of my mind, I still want us to see an outdoor track. I'd love to see an outdoor track because then you could also have it. stadium built have lacrosse and some other things uh, on on there with it but the whole idea is with Marshall and then what we have done at the arena uh, down here um, Mike has already helped us make a big run after interscholastic uh, tournaments here um, in baseball now the, the way that they're building the baseball stadium is they're building it so that it will be eligible for not only minor league baseball but for regional baseball tournaments now we're in the conference usa uh in in conference usa conference usa is one of the preeminent baseball conferences in the nation this throws up wagner coach wags now has the opportunity with the with the having his own field, his own facilities and everything, watch Marshall start to march up and be in national contention in baseball. This is going to be great. Yeah. This is this is great. And hotels are being built. Um, the developers who we're, we're talking to, that area right there is just going to be so blessed dynamic because it's right next to Marshall. Um Marshall with the engineering school, biomedical engineering, the hospitals nearby. This is just so ripe. What's interesting is that the editorial today was talking about how the baby boomers, you know, we we still remember when we were the youngest people in the room. Um, but as we were growing up, we were always thinking of how Huntington used to be. Right. And I do that myself. And I'm well, not a boomer. But you know something? Um, the devil with the way it used to be. You know, the interstate was built around the city. Thank goodness. Our neighborhoods are still intact. Manufacturing has changed. Uh, Technology has has changed. What's about to happen in the next five to seven years, people will not recognize if nobody has ever been here for five to ten years they won't recognize coming down Halgreer Boulevard. They won't recognize along Third Avenue and and Fifth Avenue. What's going to happen from Marshall University towards Saint Mary's is going to be unbelievably different, and from Marshall on into the downtown is going to be unbelievably different. It's uh, we're right, we're not on the precipice. It's starting to happen right now, and it's so unbelievably exciting. This is. This is what we've been working on, but the wonderful thing is is it's not something that we have to depend upon City Hall to do it, is that this is happening because we've become a regional medical center, because it's a research university, Marshall is a research university, um, our proximity right along the Ohio River. You realize, Paul, that we're the fourth largest metro market along the, the Ohio River Valley, you have Pittsburgh, you have Cincinnati, you have Louisville, and there's us. Not bad. The next one after that is the um, uh, Evansville, Indiana okay. area. So particularly us between Cincinnati and 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 Pittsburgh and along I-64 towards Lexington and, and Louisville, we are in an ideal area because you don't – we the the bad thing is, is that we don't have a large metro area like Columbus or Pittsburgh to be able to spill off of. But the nice thing is, is that as we grow, we create that foundation that we are creating. Then that growth is just natural. And then what what occurs here, they're going to be folks like he's going to be looking back saying, look at what those folks were able to do. It's uh, it's
0: it, Couldn't ask for a more blessed time to be able to be doing what we're doing right now and spencer if you do something amazing the mayor will actually know your name next time
1: (laughs) i mean he just met me he knew me as the guy that didn't turn on the right button
2: (laughs) i'll even recognize the voice now
0: (laughs) yeah hey you know what you made an impression so he'll always remember you for not turning your microphone on (laughs) well what's going to be interesting you
2: know i'm going to be somewhere where he's going to be doing a show and that's going to be the one
0: are you or, or have you pushed my button? Am I on? <laughs> <laughs> to Mayor Steve Williams is with us. Uh, we are going to take our final break, come back. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the, the development around Marshall because uh, there's a sports component to it. Yeah. Of course, the baseball park's not the only thing. Uh, I'm going to harass him a little bit about maybe a new convention center, possibly. Um, I'm not going to ask him about hockey and ice because uh, I know what the answer is going to be. Maybe. He's not saying anything. Next question. He cut me off.
2: I, I, I was saying my button was nice. On. Nice.
0: Good job. Good job. Thanks, fans. We're gonna wrap it up. In, hey, it's uh, on. More on the way. It's the drive. ESPN, and ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty.
1: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and
0: AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, February 14th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. I've got the mayor of Huntington, Steve Williams, with us. And uh, I'm pouring through the speech right now. Looking here, going through all this, you've got uh, everything uh, from today's State of the City Address. Uh, you're talking about, uh, of course, uh, all the improvements in the city. Huntington, you're looking at uh, improvements as well with the uh, big scene. I'm oh, sorry. Now, the Mountain the Health Mountain, Network. Mountain Health it's Network. It's still the Huntington Civic Center to me. But yeah. 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 So yeah. there's more improvements going on there. And... Um, Inside and outside. Yeah, I know that's important to you because, you yeah, know, use the example the wrestling tournament that is uh, here in Huntington every year. Uh, that's a big deal for that's Huntington. Huge.
2: When we had when we had the WSAZ tournament and when we have this, uh, also uh, Mike Hamrick helped us attract uh, a uh, indoor track meet of several colleges over at the indoor uh, practice facility. Uh, you couldn't get into a restaurant. Around here, the entire downtown area was just so dynamic. I mean, just building on something that I was saying earlier, when people think about coming into Huntington and just how different it's going to be over the next five to, to seven years, that they won't recognize it. We had a group that came in um, in August. Is uh, municipal league officials um, from cities all over the state came in to the downtown, and they there were some who hadn't been here in ten to twelve years. And they said they didn't recognize the the downtown area, Uh, just how dynamic it was and how busy on late into the evening and how safe, how clean, how bright it it, it was. Uh, Those are the types of things, I mean, particularly with what we're going to be seeing developed on either side of Marshall University, it's going to be even more even more dynamic.
0: Yeah, that's my next question, because yeah. you're trying to do that right now to uh, improve. Here, what like? we were talking about in the uh, in in the speech,
2: there were really four pillars that we're, we're building upon. This is um, fiscal stability, uh, public safety, um, economic growth, and innovation. And we talked about what we've been doing with those things. The one area that is... What we've been doing, but it's going to be a, a new focus, is on innovation because folks around the country, uh, we don't really talk about this uh, that much because when we have a tendency to talk about, well, look, all these people are coming here to talk about us, then on social media, they start blowing up and saying about all the problems that are here. Well, of course, that's why they're coming here, because we have problems that they, these other cities have and we're doing things to address them. Um, But everything comes down to uh, fiscal stability. You remember three years ago where the problems that we were having and we had to lay some people off, but because we made some of those real hard decisions, uh, we have the money to be able to do a lot of things uh, now. And uh, most important is that there's been investment throughout the the community, but uh, what we're doing down at Marshall and what, really what this show focuses on with with sports and such what is happening down and around marshall um, is going to draw students high school students from all over the state here and as they come here i remember when i was in school we would all go to morgantown and that was where people would end up uh, going to, to school they're starting to come to huntington and people are starting to see what's so special uh, right here. That's also from a public safety standpoint. Um, we have to guard jealously what has been developed here. It's special. It's precious. And anybody who thinks they're going to come in here and disrupt it, pity those poor fools. Um, we have the full support of everybody within the federal government from a law enforcement standpoint and certainly uh, the
0: county and state. Um I'm really proud of the team that we have put together. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams is joining us on the program. Of course, you can watch the uh, entire speech, uh, the City of Huntington's uh, website. I believe you've got it. Your we Facebook page. We have it on the web. Sure. We have it on
2: the website. We also have it on the uh, Facebook page. It was live streamed. Some folks have asked. You asked why 10 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, that on, was my my big question. Well, when we were looking at it, it was uh, uh, it was on. On Valentine's Day, and I thought, oh, this is just going to blow up if we do it late on on Friday. We could have waited until uh, Tuesday to do it. Honestly, what we found, you would understand this better than I, I do. On two, when we have done middle of the middle of the week speeches, it got no play whatsoever. If we were doing something on a Thursday or a Friday. It got all sorts of play all through through the weekend, an awful lot of attention that was going. And that's where we decided, all right, let's try it on, on Friday. And if we would do it Friday morning and then get the noon news, we'd get the afternoon uh, drive time. We'd also get the evening news and, uh, and the late evening news and the Saturday morning newspapers.
0: So we'll see. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams with us on the program, and um, the development near Marshall is uh, exciting to me, to be honest with you. Well, you know know that I've been talking
2: about this since the very – well, really, when I was running for office uh, about the ACF property. We didn't think that we would – ever think that we'd be able to get Flint Pigments. That was just written off at the very beginning. So we thought, all right, we'll just start looking at at ACF. And as I said earlier, when that came available, uh, Paul, sometimes I'd rather be lucky than good. I mean, it's just, it was nearly, it, it just seemed providential that all of this time that we were working and then boom, Flint says, we're ready to sell. And then we started negotiating with them, and and got an okay on the eight acres just for the the baseball stadium. And then boom, ACF is saying, uh, we were about to hire a broker, and uh, if you all want it, then here are the terms. Okay. And then we, ACF is a very interesting corporation. We negotiated them with them for over two years. Yeah. But it never, it there was never a point where we thought where those negotiations would stop. It was just there were an awful lot of things that we had that we had to review and get and then so those things uh, coming together. Now just think it's nearly 80 acres from Fifth Avenue all the way to the river that can be developed. That is huge. It's the largest uh, uh, developable uh, commercial space in a city in the state of West Virginia the largest within all of uh, this Ohio River Valley. That's the game changer for us. That's the game changer. It, It changes the game for Marshall. It changes the game for our hospitals. It changes the game for everybody.
0: And that's going to do it for this edition of the
2: show. Um, well,
0: that's the way to close it out. Yeah, that's I that's was even looking at Spence, and he was counting it down. He, he won't speak to us. He won't speak to he... us anymore. <laughs> well, sometimes he speaks to us, we just don't hear him because he doesn't turn the microphone on. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> hey, it's good to know. Um, how many years have you been in, in radio now? Four. By this age, how, how many years have you been in? Um, I think I was, um, yeah, I think I started a little, uh, a little younger than him, maybe. Uh, just a bit. How old are you, Spencer? 22. <laughs> 22. Okay. Um, yeah, close. Right about the same. Just about, yeah, yeah, just about.
2: See what you've got to look forward to? Oh,
0: Spencer, you got a wild ride in front of you, buddy. Um, <laughs> we should talk off the air about the speech I gave his class about getting into broadcasting. Ah. That'll make your toes curl. <laughs> For Spencer Dupuis... For Huntington Mayor Steve Williams and Paul Swan, thanks for joining us on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.